Welcome to the Connect Kindness Podcast, where we connect people with organizations to inspire kindness. I'm your host, Crystal Aziz, and I'm joined by my co-host, Tim Evans. In today's episode, we interview Mike Charbonnet of Beyond the Teams. Mike is a retired Navy SEAL, and he started Beyond the Teams along with his four Navy SEAL buddies. Mike and his team raise money and awareness to nonprofits in need. Mike opens up about how a tragic accident involving his son, who is also a Navy SEAL, drew him to want to help others in need. Mike and his team are organizing a 1,000-mile bike ride to raise money for a rehabilitation clinic that is run by his son and daughter-in-law. Mike is an amazing human being and a true American. Although Beyond the Teams is just getting started, the future impact that they are going to have is so exciting. So without further ado, this is our interview with Mike Charbonnet of Beyond the Teams. Thank you so much for joining us on the Connect Kindness podcast. Can you share with us who's Beyond the Teams and what needs you serve? Beyond the Teams is basically five classmates from Bud's Class 98. Uh, BUDS is basic underwater demolition SEAL training. So five uh, ex-team guys, that's why we're beyond the teams. And what needs to be served? We are formed to raise awareness and funds for worthy and underfunded nonprofits. That's amazing. That's awesome. That is. Uh, in speaking with you, Mike, you are the real-life Dos Equis man, the most interesting man in the world. You, you've um, had many different chapters in your life, and uh, your current chapter is starting a nonprofit. What led you to this point? I was in the Navy. I did a career as a Navy SEAL and retired, thinking that I was going to become a physician's assistant. My best friend in the Navy became a physician's assistant in the Navy and sounded like a good job. So that was going to be my post-military career. And God tricked me into moving to Houston. I grew up in New (laughs) Orleans, and after living in San Diego, I promised myself I'd never move back to heat and humidity. But the Baylor College of Medicine PA program told me to move my family to Houston because I was sure to get in. I was the second alternate, and every year they go through eight or ten alternates. So I moved my family to Houston, and that year they went through one alternate. So I didn't get in the class. So we were in the Houston area for 15 years, which I wouldn't have known without that happening, but it was the best place in the world to raise our two sons, playing in the woods, making forts, and just having adventures that they couldn't have had living in the places where we had lived on the West Coast. So it was great. And when my oldest son got out of high school, he wanted to join the Navy and become a SEAL. So he did. And a couple of years into his his career in the Navy, he had a bad parachuting accident and broke his back. And uh, we got word late one evening So we jumped on a plane the next morning and came out to San Diego. And that's when, you know, everything sort of crystallized. He was paralyzed, uh, paraplegic from the waist down. And so we didn't realize when we got on the plane, but we we moved. 
you know, I had a backpack and my wife had a little roll, roll around carry on. And that was everything we had. We rented a house and basically spent all day in the hospital with our son and then went and slept on the floor in this house we'd rented because we didn't have any furniture. And, uh, that was the beginning of a new book, not just a new chapter. So, um, and that was 2011. So we've been in, back in San Diego for eight years now. When our son finally got out of the hospital, he was informed that the VA and the Navy both treat injuries like his above the level of injury. So he had full use of his torso and his arms and shoulders. They would help him develop that and develop skills to live in a wheelchair. Mm-hmm. They would they would not do anything. They wouldn't even attempt to do anything to recoup any lost function below the level of injury. So we tried to convince them otherwise, but that's not something that happened. So we started looking for a clinic somewhere in this area that would give him the treatment that we were seeking that the Navy didn't provide. And we found a little clinic here in San Diego uh, it wasn't called this at the time, but it's VIP Neuro Rehabilitation Center. And so as soon as he got out of the hospital and we found that place, he became a patient there. And it's an amazing place. The founder had poured all of his own money into the clinic. The way he tells it, you know, I had a condo, I sold it, moved back in with my mom, had a BMW and sold it, bought a used Honda. <laughs> But now I don't have any more money, so I need to go get a job as a doctor. He was going to close the doors five years ago. And somehow, I'm not exactly sure how, but my son and his wife, as a last-ditch effort, were put in charge of the clinic to run it in his absence. And they've kept it going ever since. We've had teeny fundraisers each year to raise patient scholarship money. And I can get into why that's necessary later. And then uh, last year, in the, the end of the summer, I decided to dust off a bicycle and ride it from San Francisco to San Diego to help raise funds for the clinic. Also, my SEAL training class had graduated 40 years before, and we decided to have a reunion. So at the reunion, I was talking story with everybody, and the bike ride came up. And a bunch of my friends that if I ever did something like that again, they would want to go with me. So I said, well, let's, let's just plan it now. So we, you know, over dinner and over a lot of beer, everybody's talking about how we're going to, you know, ride around the planet a couple times, you know, <laughs> crazy <laughs> stuff. And uh, I, I don't drink anymore. So I was like the only sober person there. I was, I was really not sure how serious their pledges of participation were because they'd all been sauced up pretty good but the next day they're still talking about it so as time went on uh, we decided instead of doing a fire and forget mission we wanted to form an entity ourselves that just raised money for other nonprofits, and that's how this beyond the teams became a reality that, that, that is awesome. At first, I want to commend you and your friends for just even 
taking the initiative of saying like, hey, we see this problem. We can do something together. We can do something great, you know, and, and that's how you started the nonprofit. And even though they were drinking they're it, it was deep down. They wanted to do this. this well, I mean, that's when some great ideas. That's Come true. <laughs> that's <laughs> that is true. Maybe the only thing I miss about drinking is some of the creativity that it gave me. <laughs> Mike, um, earlier in our conversations, you said that Beyond the Teams runs similar to, to a SEAL team. Can you kind of explain um, what you meant by that? At BUDS, at SEAL training, there's a, well, there used to be 40 years ago, a plaque. It said, volunteer in, volunteer out. And right next to that plaque is a bell. And so nobody is forced to go to that Navy school. It is a school. It's, you know, it's how you qualify for a particular job in the Navy. It's something you volunteer for. And it's not true that nobody's ever dropped because if you do things that are unsafe or unsavory, if you have alcohol-related incidents and stuff, they will drop you. But probably 80% of the people that leave quit. So you volunteer in, you volunteer out. So one of the components, one of the features of Beyond the Teams is you volunteered for this. It's going to be hard. It's going to be uncomfortable. But you're in until you take yourself out. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we, we're all volunteers. Nobody is making any money. Um, Beyond the Teams has no employees. It has, you know, it has expenses and they're coming out of our pockets. So our our mission is not to perpetuate something about ourselves. It's about highlighting the benefactors of our missions. And this year, that is VIP Neuro Rehab. I love that. I love that. Like you said, you're you're currently raising money right now for the VIP Neuro Rehabilitation Clinic um, through a thousand mile bike ride. First of all, I can't even make it around the block a few times without getting winded. So a thousand miles that's that's amazing that's going to be awesome it's going to be on the east coast can you tell us a little bit more about the ride yeah um last year's ride was on the west coast and for people who know i mean it's incredibly picturesque you know but also incredibly hilly Mm -hmm. Uh, i rode 622 miles and i was only i was less than a thousand miles uh, below climbing Mount Everest, and if you add up all the climbs on the on the ride, oh my so, gosh! Wow, this is going to be a much flatter ride. As a matter of fact, the biggest hills we're going to encounter are going to be man-made bridges. <laughs> so it should be better. But a thousand miles, the guys are all over the place. The five cyclists who are riding are in Hawaii, Oregon, here in San Diego. Mills River, North Carolina, and Denver. So there was no central place where we could say, yeah, let's all ride here because it makes sense because of our locations. And the event, we our year, our 40-year reunion was at the National UDT Seal Museum in Fort Pierce, Florida. And we decided that we would ride back to the museum. And the natural starting point is in Virginia Beach, where most of the East Coast SEAL teams are stationed. And all the geezers from the SEAL realm typically belong to the UDT SEAL Association, which is kind of a fraternal 
deal that you know you can join as a team guy their headquarters is on the base in little creek virginia so we're going to ride from the headquarters of the udtcl association down to the museum and it's roughly a thousand miles there we may wind up being 10 or 12 miles less but i told them i'm not going to ride 980 miles and not make it a thousand so i told him i was just going to do laps to this really good chocolate shop i found in fort pierce (laughs) (laughs) you know and and again this thing has evolved a lot since we started talking about it in november the first idea was we're going to stay on military bases and there's a whole bunch of them going down the east coast but that's not happening now this has really turned into a traveling circus we've got motor homes with drivers and uh, a documentarian, I don't know if that's even a word, but a guy whose profession is making documentaries now going with us and, you know, a mechanic and some medical guys. So it's, it's quite the little traveling circus. Yeah, I mean, it sounds like you guys are doing it the right way. Um, and this is your second year doing the bike ride like you said um, last year was on the west coast this was on the east coast what have you learned uh, from the last year's ride that you're taking into this year's probably the biggest lesson from last year was that riding of the bike was the easy part Um, even going up all the hills mountains the the toughest part was getting the word out you know i'm i'm in my mid-60s everybody that's riding with me is at least 60. We're all grandparents. We're not the core constituency for being media savvy. Um, And that hurt our efforts last year. Um, This year we've asked for some help from people who know more than we do and that's helped, but that's still gonna be our biggest challenge. A lot of people who do fundraising stuff tell me that it's all about the story. And then we tell them our story about our son getting hurt and then taking over the clinic and and taking that on as his mission rather than being a SEAL. He's going to be helping people in this way instead of going overseas and helping people. Um, it's just a great story. It really but is. But nobody, nobody – has the expert the expertise or the experience of getting it out to a wider audience that's why i'm so appreciative of you guys highlighting what we're doing um if i knew better probably been talking a couple months ago but um uh so the hard part there's need fatigue there are legitimate needs everywhere Mm -hmm. and a lot of good people are raising funds for a lot of good things. I'm not saying that what we're doing is more crucial or more important than anybody else. It is crucial and it is important. It's a, it's a true need, but it's one of so many needs. So it really comes down to not who can do the most push-ups and pull-ups or ride the bike the farthest. It's who can, who can broadcast their story the best. And unfortunately that's not, something that's in our set of you know giftedness so uh, how many riders do you have this year doing it and also are they all uh seals yeah they're all my classmates 
from class 98. How do, how do we get the younger generation? That, that's what I would like, the younger generation to go and ride with you guys and almost make it a SEAL mm-hmm. ride. I mean, I think that would be amazing. Uh, Jocko, David Goggins, if you're listening to this. This is for you. <laughs> this is for you. <laughs> Take care of any road rage problems we have. <laughs> um, I don't know. Those guys are, you know, the generation behind us, a generation not in age, but, you know, in, in team life. Um, we were retiring when those guys were hitting their stride. And um, we have talked about it, you know, because we probably don't have a bunch of years to be doing crazy stuff like this. Some of the ideas we have for next year, I think will surprise a lot of people. Uh, they surprised me. But, um, <laughs> so we're talking about, you know, bringing in some young blood, uh, just, you know, to, to find more charities that we can help and to, to have better ideas about not only, things that catch people's attention unfortunately you know riding a thousand miles is like okay well the the tour de france is on right now i mean we couldn't even you know keep up with those guys on an electric bike you know so i mean it's like you know we're we're riding bikes a long ways but it's like so what um you know we we want to do things that catch people's attention not so they look at us but so that they look at the people who we're hoping to help. You know, one of the things that I get a lot, and so do my friends, is how, you know, different different people say it different ways, but it is true that we have done plenty of things that people, a lot of same people find scary or crazy. And that was our job. And we did it. And but because everybody's wired differently, we didn't think they were that scary or crazy. We kind of like that kind of stuff. So when people talk about team guys being brave, well, they are, but not in the way that some people are. I mean, bravery is facing down a fear, moving ahead despite, you know, crippling fear. Mm-hmm. You know, we move ahead sometimes, you know, thinking, man, I wonder how this is going to turn out. But, I mean, we're not crippled by fear. We're just like there's a sense of adventure and anticipation that maybe is a good thing. (laughs) But I think about the people at VIP. I think about my son. He went from being a pretty high-speed, low-drag individual. I mean, he was ripping it up as a SEAL. And he wakes up in the hospital with no legs. I mean, he, he's got legs, but they don't work. That would frighten me. For sure. I'm sure it frightened yeah. him. But he's moving ahead. He's not just moving ahead. He's not just surviving. He's taking on a new mission. And when I, when I visit the clinic, it's only a few miles from my house. So I go over there. My job, since I don't know how to do rehab or anything, I bring junk food from Costco for all the staff. So I'm like the calorie guy. And uh, they love me. So, I would love but, you too. So. And I know some of the staff, you know, I know some of the stuff that's going on with their kids or with their personal situations. They don't drag that in there. They're there for the patients and they, they've got a smile. They're always motivated and they're always motivating. 
and they they drag the best out of each of these people who are struggling with you know seriously life changing life crushing situations and so that's that's the why you know when i told my classmates about what happens at the clinic is when they got excited about it because it's stuff that if we had the right stuff, we would be doing, but we're not. So we can get behind it. We can help fund it. That's amazing. Mike, there's one thing you did not mention, and I feel like it's important for uh, our listeners to know, is that you did have a pastor career also. And when you speak on behalf of everything that you're doing, it's coming from your heart. It's coming from the the path that God led you on. And it's true. You say it's a perspective that you have on life, how you take on anything that comes in your path, whether it be a brick wall or a stepping stone, you know, it's just something that's powerful. And I think that's what makes this whole interview and you special. And that's why we wanted to do this interview. Um, With you starting a nonprofit, there comes challenges. And everyone's going to face that when they take on new opportunities. What advice would you give to someone starting that challenge or starting that nonprofit? Well, first of all, I would I would advise them to find somebody who's got some experience in that realm. We were really fortunate. We talked to a few people, and they directed us to this uh, legal team in Texas called the church lawyers. And, you know, I had downloaded all the forms from the IRS to form a nonprofit and I'm, I'm Googling things and, and I don't know if they do it on purpose, but the laws and the regulations are written in such a way that, I mean, it's, it's almost like no matter what you do, you could be wrong. <laughs> you know, and I, I'm, I'm no lawyer, but I did sleep in a Holiday Inn Express last night and I wasn't getting it. And uh, so I called these guys up. I said, how much would you charge us to do this? And it was not cheap. But, you know, we'll do the bylaws and we'll do the articles of incorporation and we'll set up your resolutions that you need to have for your first couple of meetings and we'll file all the stuff for the IRS. But this is what we need from you. We need as much information as you give us about what you do. And when I sent that in, they called me back and they said, we love what you're doing. We're going to do this pro bono. Wow. And so I can't say enough about these guys. They're amazing. And uh, and now we are officially our own nonprofit, thanks to their help. I mean, because I'd still be trying to figure something out. <laughs> so the first thing is that, you know, in dealing with the IRS or the government in any way, you got to get it right. So get somebody's help. I know it's you know, not always going to be pro bono and it, it will cost a little bit, but it's, that's money well spent and, and it'll save you so much time that you'll be able to focus on your mission rather than something ancillary like papering up an organization. That's great. Great advice, Mike. Um, for our listeners who want to get involved <laughs> beyond the teams, how can they get in touch uh, with you and your organization? Is it uh, your website, social media? How can they, how can they contact you? They can contact us through our website. I was just told our website is not very good. 
I, I liked it. No, I, I, enjoyed I think it. it's a good website. I'm so glad you liked it. Thanks. I mean, I don't have a um, any valid credentials for rating websites. You know, I mean, I <laughs> I buy things online and I read things online. I mean, they all look the same to me. But the the guy making the documentary said that we need to improve our website in a number of ways. So. Anyway, we're going to be implementing some of that. But beyondtheteams.org is our website. And if you go on the website, it's not being updated all the time yet. But that stops now. Um, yesterday on my bike, on my trainer in the garage, I made my first ever Instagram video. Uh, it may not pass whoever thumbs up or thumbs down it, but... You know, all five of us are supposed to be making 30 to 60 second videos to, to go on Instagram and, and Facebook and all that stuff. That's all starting now. So if What's you want to know Instagram how handle? our training's going, if you want to know how our fundraising's going, if you want to know where we're going to be and when we're going to be there, the website will be a good place to find all that out. We do have an Instagram and Facebook account both beyond the teams i'm not sure there's probably even a twitter thing but i don't even know how that works i'm, I'm gonna get i'm gonna get a, a deep education and all this stuff starting this week and um excuse any lameness from uh the learning curve that's going to be coming and uh on our website you can donate to our cause i will say this uh you know, I said we don't have any employees, et cetera, et cetera. We do have our own EIN. We do. We are officially a nonprofit. But I have not opened a bank account. So if you hit the donate button on the Beyond the Teams website, any donation goes directly into the clinic's bank account. I mean, it goes straight there. So it's not like we, we have to forward it. Um, we are raising money for the clinic. I just want to say thank you so much for spending time with us today and talking about your organization. It's super impactful, and I really hope people take this to heart and join with you on a bike ride to raise money for other organizations. Uh, it's a good cause, and it's pure, and uh, you guys are not old guys. You guys are strong, healthy men, and you can see photos on their website, so please don't put yourself down. Like You guys are doing awesome stuff. And I just wanted to say thank you. I'm excited about this. Yeah, thank you so much, Mike. We really appreciate it. Well, please, I know you know this, but you're helping us more than we're helping <laughs> you. I mean, you are awesome for doing this. So thank you. And if there ever arises some way that we can help you, I hope you'll let me know. We will. We definitely will. We will. Thank you so much for listening to the Connect Kindness podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at ShareGiveDo. And please remember, the world is changed by your example, not by your opinion.